Welcome to a new episode of the Cigar Snob Podcast. And now here are your hosts, Eric Calvino, Ivan Ocampo, and Jim Rodriguez. Hey guys, want to step in here real quick before the episode? Uh, we recorded this one back in uh, December around Christmas time, which is why you'll hear a bunch of references to Christmas during the episode. But unfortunately, uh, the next day after we recorded it, uh, Omicron struck and uh, we got we got a bunch of infections around here at the office and our families pushed everything back. And, uh, and so here we are. Thankfully, everyone's okay. Uh, and you've got a great episode ahead of you, so enjoy it. Hope you guys are having a good new year. And uh, we'll see you soon. And the good times continue on a holiday edition of the Cigar Snob Podcast. Ho, 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 ho. Welcome back, Jimmy. What's going on? I love that sound, buddy. Right? What's happening with my man Ivan Ocampo, Eric Calvino. What's happening? I am merely Jim Rodriguez. Good times, good times, as we are ready to go with a festive edition. And I'll tell you what. Uh, lots to get to on the Cigar Snob podcast this time around with probably one of the funnest, coolest presentations of a cigar that I have seen in my time here. Yep. And I can't wait to talk to you about that. We're going to have our share smoke segment, another awesome interview. Plus, we're going to have our perfect pairings. Lots to get to on this edition of Cigar Snob podcast. But first, Jasper. What's going on? If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. All right, Jasper. Good stuff as always. I saw Chente back there. You know, I had to give Chente a little hug. Jasper's wearing his Christmas outfit. Today. I saw him, right? <laughs> I saw. Him. That know, was something. I, I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind the Santa Claus cowboy hat, the 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 the, the elfin ears yeah. and, and the boots turned yeah, up. That looked a yeah. little. little the chaps little, were kind of threw weird. me off. Yeah. Threw and, me off. And the first. chaps, but they were, you know, they had the little sleigh bells on the chaps. He's not sneaking up on anybody. No. Right? <laughs> 
All right, so listen, we, we talked about this great smoke. Jasper, what's going on with this smoke? Caballeros, que fuman. All right, so what we are smoking today is the Oscar Valladares McFly. Uh, so I think in English, I think I, when names are like this, like so Spanish, right? Oscar Valladares. Right. Uh, I, I like to say it also how you would say it, Oscar Valladares. How I would say it. No, no, not you, you, uh, you, the listener. <laughs> there has to be an in-between because you went both I went spectrum. Full yeah, on... full Spanish and full American on that. There has to Oscar be a... Oscar Valladares. Yeah, Oscar Valladares. Yeah. Oscar Valladares. Yeah. I would get some calabasas and some jalapenos and we would all have a good time with this. <laughs> all right. So we've got the... Uh, Oscar Valladares McFly mm -hmm. uh, in a Churchill 7x48. This thing's got a uh, a brush foot. So brush foot being a uncovered foot, but cleaned up, not shaggy. Gotcha. Right? So gotcha. same idea as a shaggy foot. You're It's so that you can smoke the filler and, and binder before you get to the wrapper. But it's nice and neat. It's not, uh, we've not had a, shaggy. We've had a couple of those this year yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What uh, was the uh, Camacho, I think? The Camacho. Yeah. Uh, so this is like everything else that Oscar Valladares makes. It's Honduras. Uh, his factory, is on, he has his own factory in Honduras. Also has his own fields. The guy's business is, is crushing. He's doing extremely well. Uh, the wrapper is from Mexico with a Honduran binder and fillers from Dominican, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Price is 12 bucks. A uh, beautiful looking stick. Like once you ignore the the packaging, which I'm sure Jim is going to get into, uh, really well produced. Like the construction is flawless, right? Like no soft spots, just really well done, neatly applied wrapper. So, Jim, tell me about the packaging. Well, first of all, when 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 you told me that we were going to smoke a McFly. I thought, oh, ha, 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 back to the future, right? McFly. Oh. and But that's exactly what this is. It's Hello, an homage. McFly. It's Hello, an homage McFly. to the 80s. And yep. everything about like the box and the and the wrapper, I mean, and, and, and the label, it's, it's, first of all, it's it's got that purplish, bluish, almost like- It almost like, looks like a heat jersey. Yeah, like a Miami Vice yeah. kind of thing. And then McFly on the actual label has kind of like a little glitter to it. It's like some silver. I mean, there's a lot going on there and oscar Valladares has like that 70s fat sort of font to but it also in yellow the, uh, also the box the box has like a holographic mm -hmm. tron sort of look feel to it yeah yes there there is so much yeah. going on Very and you cool. haven't even smoked the cigar yet it's, yep. it's, it's an amazing thing and i love the color it's kind of like it's it's that purple is the dominant color on this yeah now the only thing that they kind of got me is when you take the cigar out of the box like the label like 95% of the cigar is covered in label. Yeah, there's like a secondary <laughs> band that covers almost the entire cigar, but you slide it right off and then it's it reveals like a beautiful cigar. And and I and I love it and and Ivan, I guess the, your initial thoughts. First of all, it's a very dark cigar. So, you know, you you, you I don't know about very dark, right? It's not a Maduro. Right. But but it's but almost it's, there. It's, it's darker than almost than, there. It's darker than than, than usual. Than a normal Colorado. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit darker than a normal Colorado. So immediately my my mind thinks, oh, this is gonna be strong, but this is this is very smooth. Not at all. And then just just lighting it up now, um a typical Honduran cigar, I get some like a lot of earth and yeah, but smooth to it, uh, like wood, mm -hmm. but I get a lot of sweetness coming out of this mm -hmm. this McFly right here. Um a lot of like nuts and like caramel. It's uh it's starting off really nice. Yeah, very nice. And I, I still haven't gotten to the wrapper yet. So I'm still smoking basically that that filler and binder. 
I'm expecting a hit of sweetness when we get to that Mexican rapper. I'm there. Oh, you are. That's why you got that. I am there. Yeah, you're you're already there. I'm I'm still on the I'm still on the foot part, but it's it's uh, I love it, and it's 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 long. It's 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 a Churchill, but it's not it's not a thick Churchill. Well, it's a like this is the classic Churchill seven Mm -hmm. by forty eight. That is the that's the classic Churchill from from back in the day. These old Cuban sizes, right? So yeah, I I like everything that Oscar has been making recently. Like I there isn't a bad a, there isn't a bad cigar. I smoked a bad one, honestly. Yeah. Like uh, we did that photo shoot uh, with the Wild Hunter. Yes, and that was freaking delicious. We smoke, you know, like normally when we're doing these photo shoots, you kind of get tired of smoking the same cigar over and over and over. And I never tired of it, and I, nobody else on the team did either. We had no problems. Everybody was smoking all day because it was such a nice smoke. Uh, and then um, and then we smoked the Oscar for the ratings during the year. And that was phenomenal. That uh, that could find its way to the top twenty-five list because that was so good. Little foreshadowing here, guys. I'm just, I'm just saying. Hint, just hint. Saying. Top twenty-five list. It's about that time of year. Yep, yep. So we are going to. Thanks for uh, reminding me of that. We are going to announce our top twenty-five on January five, six, and seven. So it's a three-day affair. It's a as big usual. reveal, right? Wow. Yeah, as usual, it's a it's a three-day affair culminating on the seventh, which is a Friday. Uh, so we'll have all the times and and uh, details of what cigars get announced when uh, on the website here in uh, in, a, in a bit. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. And again, I think you know, oftentimes, you know, we've said it before here on the on the podcast where where the label is a, is a conversation. Oh, he's smoking this. Or, oh, she's smoking that. This is just fun because I think if, if all of a sudden you're you're in a, a lounge or you're in a shop or you're or whatever, and somebody sees this immediately, it's, it's like, how's your flux capacity? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love it. Oh, Doctor Emmett Brown, right? That's his name, it. something so, like that. Yeah, Emmett Brown, you got it. See, Eric, Eric you're you're a child of the '80s, you know. Sure Cubs win the World Series. That's right. That's it. That's it. Do you remember who they played? The Marlins. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Miami. It was a Miami yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Crazy. Dude, bananas, bananas. Well, listen, so, so far, so good on the McFly. Now it's time to get into our X's and O's. Hut, hut. <laughs> <laughs> Omaha! Omaha! All right, so listen, we, we always ask you guys to, to help us out. Questions at CigarSnobMag.com. That's where you can hit us up. Questions at CigarSnobMag.com. And we got one from Jerry Moore. This is a second-time offender here. Oh. So yeah, Jerry. Jerry must have really liked his uh, swag pack because he came back with another question. It's a good one. And, and Jerry, you know, it's when, once I read this, it'll become clear. Jerry is thorough in his emails. No thorough. doubt. No so doubt. here we go. So here's from Jerry. Uh, so as you already know from my last question, I am new to cigars. Uh, I'm a chemist by trade, so my brain is always wondering about the size and shape of cigars. I think about the surface area of the foot, the different shape of the heads, the length and shape of the cigar, and how volumetrically. Bueno. Mm-hmm. Vol- Scrabble. SAT time. Double word score. <laughs> Volumetrically, they are different. How do these variables affect the cigar smoking experience? Everything always affects everything else. So how does the size and shape of the cigar affect the flavor of the cigar and how it smokes? And my palate is still 
unrefined. I feel you, Jerry. I'm a, you and my, you and I are in the same boat there, mm. pal. Is there one size that is known for having the best characteristics for flavor and smoking? A lot going on there. Yeah, a lot going on there. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's so, safe to say that me and Jerry are on opposite <laughs> sides of the spectrum. Yes, he is very analytical. And, and, and to quote my friend at, 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 at you know the Big Lebowski, he's not all into brevity. <laughs> <laughs> But Jerry, oh, I love it. And we're going to have all the answers for you. So hit me up, Mr. Calvi. All right. All right. So first, I think that before we get to answering questions, I think we have to sort of lay down some, not ground rules, but some some names. We have to understand the names of the different things before we start referring to them. So, so the very, very basic thing is that cigars break up into two different groups, parejos and figurados. Mm-hmm. Right. So that at the at a very basic level, they are either even sided, which is parejo, or they are figurado, which means shapely, which means that they have some taper to them at some point. Gotcha. So what we are smoking right now is a Churchill, which is a what, Jim? This looks like a parejo to me. There you go. Ding, yeah. ding, ding, ding. Hey, we got a winner. I, I was 50-50 there. I was like, you put me on the uh, parejo. <laughs> well, we do have the magic of... Uh, of editing. We could yeah. have just yeah. edited you out. Uh, but anyway. They said there would be no math. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got you've got that. And then on the so the parejos, that would be robustos, toro, toros, grand toros, right? Churchills like this one. And then on the figurado side, that's when things get interesting. Right? So you've got the basic figurado, which is a torpedo or also a bellicoso. Uh, and then you have the perfecto, which is always a fun one. Perfecto being... Mm tapered on both sides, right? Close to evenly tapered on both sides. Uh, and then you have the Salomon, which is a type of Perfecto, but that one has that torpedo type head that then ends like on a little nipple at the end, mm. right? A lot going on there. Yeah. All right, so on the figurados, you get just naturally by the shape of them, you have a difference, right? Because you're gonna have volumetrically a different amount of tobacco, oh, right? Where? So when you start off on a Perfecto and you and you light the front, you're getting very little. Imagine you're getting a ring gauge. Uh, I'm just, they're all different, but let's just say you're getting the ring gauge of a 46 ring gauge, and then it goes up to a 58 ring gauge as, as you smoke it. So naturally, that's going to be an interesting smoke just by construction. Like they didn't have to do uh, a lot of blending differences to get the cigar to change, it's going to change on its own. Now, if, if I could jump in, now, yeah. wh- what does that do for the experience? Because like, if, especially if you're new to the game, you know, kind of like Jerry, you know, in, in an unrefined palate, and I'm in the same position as well. Would you recommend a figurado to start or would you just go st- start start with, with you, know, you know, something that, that you can really get into it yeah, and I really would, understand it? I would definitely start with a parejo. Yeah, absolutely. Also, because on top of the of what you just mentioned, Jim, the other issue is that figurados, they ha- yeah, there's a little bit of a learning curve to them, right? For example, a torpedo with that tapered head, and a perfecto, the same thing. With that tapered head, you can you can cut too little or you can cut too much. Mm. Now, for someone who knows what they're doing, that's a good thing, right? Because they can they can regulate and say, I like a big open draw, so I'm going to cut a little more off of this. And someone else says, no, I want a longer smoke time, right? Cooler, longer smoke time. Cooler, I mean, temperature-wise, not cooler like Miami Vice cool, just to keep it back 80s. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you can clip a little bit less of the head, right? 
and now you're getting a, sm a smaller amount of smoke coming through and a slower burn and a cooler burn, right? But some people don't like that, like that sort of difficult draw. And you get some tar buildup because you of a smaller have, opening. Correct. So that's that's on the, as you get more advanced and you start to taste more, uh, you do. You start to get some tar buildup towards the end. So, so, uh, so yeah, there's, there's start those off with a parejo. elements. You definitely should start with a parejo. It keeps it simple, right? Straight up guillotine cut, flank, you know, and Bob's your uncle. You're off and running. So uh, I, not, I think not, you do start with that. Since, since this is sort of our, our, our holiday end of the year, you know, we're going to have, a, as they say in the comedy world, a, a callback. Not a dickman cut, right? You can dickman uh, a figurado. Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually. Uh, it's more likely that you dickman a, a, a torpedo, yeah. Correct. A figurado, right? Correct. I, what cigar, was it the chisel? Do you remember? Is it the... Uh, the chisel is, is the, a completely different animal. Right. And that one you don't even cut. You punch through. A, it's just a different. It's a different beast. Right. But the Oliva ad in the magazine, in Cigar Snob magazine, the Oliva ad in the opening gatefold of the magazine mm -hmm. has a figurado with a Dickman cut on it. It's pretty comical. Yeah, they they asked me for my permission. Yeah, to <laughs> run that. Okay. yeah. Hey, but, can we run the Dickman on this? Or like. <laughs> And, and, it, I, and I like that you didn't call it the Ocampo. That way, no, that way, come on, that's, no. that's you know. too much. So, so uh, let's go back to moving away from figurados for a second. On a parejo, which is what the majority of smokers smoke all the time, is parejos. Uh, there is a big difference in the ring gauge and the and the smoke output and the temperature of the smoke and the flavor of the smoke. So. He asked here at the end, uh, is there one size that is known for having the best characteristics of flavor and smoking? I would say that the Corona is that, mm -hmm. right? The Corona is a thinner ring gauge than Robustos, Churchills, and all that, right? So you have a, a more favorable ratio of wrapper to filler. I mean, that, that can go both ways, though. I've, I've spoken to manufacturers that said that I've had this discussion with, and they've always said... You can get more to, I mean, just, you can just get more tobacco into a bigger ring gauge cigar. So you're going to get more complexity because of the fact that you can get more, more tobacco into it. I understand that you're going to yeah. get, you're, the ratio is going to be, you know, the wrapper to uh, filler ratio is going to be uh, off and you're going to get majority of the flavors from, from the wrap. In, in a bigger ring gauge from the, the filler. From the filler, but vice versa in a, in a smaller ring gauge. I get it. Yeah. But. So the, the thing is that. The wrapper is the most expensive tobacco in the whole thing. So it's the it is the it's most the flavorful. Leaf, right? It's yeah. And so in my view of the world, and in many cigar manufacturers, others know, but uh they, they feel the same way. You want a, a higher proportion of wrapper. So so there's that. The corona uh also is the perfect combination. It's not as thin as a lancero, right? 38 being the ring gauge of a lancero. Uh, and 50 being the standard ring gauge of a Robusto, let's say, whereas a Corona is around 46. So it's kind of right in between. I mean, to me, there, there's the Corona is ideal because the Corona is the size that cigars like started off as. Mm. It was the reference point. It was the most popular size when cigars became a product that was sold, right? All other sizes were based on Corona. Like before Churchill... A cigar that size would have been called a double Corona. Right. 
Right. Yeah, I remember hearing a lot of double, double corona. Corona. So yeah. that's the reference is Corona. Right. 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 And then if you went smaller than a Corona, then you called it a petite Corona. So it's like all these sizes that were developed were developed based on the Corona. And so to me, that's the perfect size. And then when I go down to the different countries and they, they make cigars, I see a lot of the blenders using Coronas as their blending size. There are others who use Toro or Robusto, no doubt about it. But I see that a lot. Like it's just such a common size that they taste with because the proportions are sort of perfect. Nothing is over the top. So like you said, Ivan, you get more complexity out of bigger ring gauges because you can put more tobacco in it. But the but the proportions are, are are out of whack. They're not perfect, right? Whereas in a in a forty six ring gauge, they're they're ideal. It's like the ratio is in its perfect uh, symmetry. So, so I think that uh, Corona answers that last question, at least for me. What about for you, Ivan? I mean, there's a trade off um, when it comes to um, I think strength. Uh, when comparing smaller ring gauge cigars to bigger ring gauge cigars, like sometimes when I smoke a thinner mm-hmm. ring gauge, the strength will come through absolutely a, a, a lot uh, stronger as opposed to a bigger which ring gauge cigar, which counterintuitive, you, right? It's counterintuitive, yeah. right? You think, wait a minute, more tobacco that should be stronger, but the truth is, it's not. Yeah, it it, it almost gets concentrated, uh, and you get you get a stronger effect from a thinner ring gauge. Yeah. It's very, very interesting because you would think the opposite happens, but it doesn't. And I don't know if it's because of the temperature of the smoke or or why that happens. Uh, but for sure, when you smoke a bigger ring gauge, the smoke does come through cooler. Cooler is the, the term I hear. Right. I mean, no doubt. It, you, you, it doesn't warm up unless you obviously... You know, I'm machine gun some, the thing. Well, putting some time into it, yeah. Well, no, if you if you puff too rapidly, right, right. then yeah, you're definitely going to warm it up. But if you smoke it like a normal person, the bigger ring gauge does come through uh, much cooler. The problem with bigger ring gauges is, to me, they're they're uncomfortable. So that adversely affects my my smoking experience. You have a petite mouth. I, I guess I do. I guess I do. <laughs> but I I don't like the bigger ring gauges because they just they're. They're uncomfortable to hold in, in your mouth. Yet, so, yet they sell a ton. They sell like crazy. Like, yeah. Like 60 See, by like 60 for, is, a, is for, a... For me, and, and I mean, you make a great point, how if, if you're trying to gauge what your cigar is, what your style is, start with the Corona. Ask your 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 tobacconist, you know, hey, can I can you lead me toward the Coronas? And then you can sort of gradually, do I want to go smaller, thinner? Do you want to go, yep. you know, wider, Is bigger? And you can go from there. I like I like the the bigger ring gauges only because I like how it feels in my hand. You know, I mean, like like the Lancero, I have a friend of mine who swears by Lanceros. He loves them. And I always feel like it's going to fall out of my hand. I just, and it's a great smoke. I, I've never had it's a that bad, arthritis you got. You know, right? It's, it's, <laughs> it's the arthritis, you know? But I like to feel like I'm holding a cigar. I like to feel it in my hand, you know? what i mean and i like the way it looks you know it's that's what i that's my sort of way of looking into it so whenever i I, i'm challenged just to say hey have a lancero or have something that's you know take human bites take 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 a human cigar you know like a corona then you know i have to start expanding my mind so i think coronas are a great way to start with this let me ask you something jim Mm -hmm. Uh, does money ever uh cross your mind when you're considering what size of a cigar to buy like, do you find you're getting more for your money when you buy a bigger ring gauge cigar? You know, maybe, maybe psychologically, uh-huh. 
I am. Maybe a smoke I fe- time, I, you I probably like will am. too. Yeah, sure. I mean, because I guess when I smoke a cigar, I, I've, I've carved off time. You know, whether it's in a lounge, whether it's in the backyard, hey, I've got... Whether it's here. I've got, you know, 90 minutes, two hours, whatever it is to sit there and, and think about the world or, or, or whatever I'm going to write about or whatever. So this is what the experience... Because to me, a cigar is an experience. It's not the guy, and no offense to anybody that smokes cigarettes, it's not standing outside of a bar, you know, puffing that cigarette before you go have another cocktail. To yeah. me, this is an experience. That's what cigars to me are. It's, it's time with friends, with family being creative or just decompressing a little bit. So to me, it's, 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 I like it because I feel like I do get more smoke time. Out right. Of it, yeah. Know? Some people are apprehensive, you know, paying $12 for a little petite Corona, yeah, yeah, let's say. It. And then you're like, God, this is, this is all I'm getting for all this money. And that it I'm could putting be a fantastic it. smoke. Absolutely. But maybe, yeah. maybe it lasted you 35 minutes or 40 minutes, you know? And that's the, right. That's the difference, right? What are you, what are you going for here? It's quality versus quantity. Uh, one other little tidbit to think about, which I, I always think is interesting, is different blenders, they blend for each brand. So let's say this McFly. I don't know what Oscar blends with, but when they were coming up with the blend for this McFly, they were doing it on a particular size, right? So what do you mm-hmm. blend with? Do you blend with Robusto or do you blend with Corona? What is it that you blend with? Because when they come up with that proportion, that that proportion and that's in that size, that's what they were going for. And then when they they change the size and they go, okay, so we've blended it on Robusto and we have to make it a six by 60. Now mm-hmm. you can't just mathematically go, okay, so we had X amount of Ligero and we go with this, you know, multiply right. it by it's, three. It's 10% bigger it cigar, so it doesn't go like more that because no. that's not how tobacco works. Yeah, so yeah. they literally have to finagle with it and play with the different blends until they get to the same profile that they get with what they started it off with. That's a very interesting like idea, right? Yeah, they should put like a sticker on the size of the I box. I blend with yeah, this <laughs> one. Yeah, and then you always know it's like, oh, this is the the model. That was you know, the idea. Was yeah, it. and then the funny thing is that sometimes it happens because that's how crazy tobacco is, right? I mean, there's, it's just there. You're always learning. Even these guys are always learning. They blend, let's say. Let's say Pepin, Don Pepin Garcia. He's blending with Robuto. And he's blending with Robuto and he's got uh, the uh, Fonseca by my father. And they blended it on Robusto and it came out great. And they're like, all right, that's exactly what we're going to do. And when they create the uh, the Corona for that one, it actually tastes better. Or when they create the Toro for it, it tastes better than the Robusto did. And it sells more because it tastes better. Right, right. And it's great. And you're like, wait a minute, but we're the ones that know. And we, we blended it like this. Yeah, but everybody likes this other one. It's, it's crazy. It's it, it's a uh, it's an interesting world. This uh, this rabbit hole of of uh, cigars and tobacco. I love it. It's 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 the old school TikTok. It was it, cigars are TikTok before TikTok. You fall, you go into that rabbit hole and, and you never come back out of it, which is a good thing. Hey, thanks to Jerry for hooking us up with some great discussion points. And if there's a cigar question that you would like answered, please submit it to questions at cigarsnobmag.com. Questions at cigarsnobmag.com. And if we read and answer your question, what happens, Eric? You get a Cigar Snob swag pack. So we'll send you a hat, shirt, something, uh, some magazines, some stickers. Love it. Maybe a pin, maybe a Love coaster. I've, I've I've seen you know the, the 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 swag pack, and it's 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 worth it. It's worth it. So send away now. Before we get to our friends from from Villiger, how is the smoke doing? How is the McFly going? So uh, how oh, how, how are you doing, Ivan? 
Because you're 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 deep into the process here. Am I? You're deep in the game, right? <laughs> I'm probably a ninja ahead of you guys. But uh, yeah, that's pretty I, significant when to, there's only seven of them in the cigar. Hey, hey you don't have to brag. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the peppers are showing through a little yeah, bit more yeah, right I agree. now. I was about to say the same yeah. thing. It's like a black pepper. It's not very like, you know, that hot red cinnamon pepper. Mm-hmm. It's more on the black side, and it's you know the wood is still there. Um, it's still very balanced. Yeah. Yeah, because it does it and, does have that sweetness still, and still very clean. It's a clean smoke. Yeah, but the the pepper's there. That wood, like you said, is there. Uh, the sweetness is. Uh, it's not chocolate. It's not cinnamon. It's a different kind of sweetness. It's almost like caramelly. Hmm. I always get um, very maybe some maybe some dried fruit. I don't know. It's, it's nice. It's, it's just really so nice smooth. That that's a thing that. More than anything for me, it's just such a well-constructed, smooth cigar. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's flawless right now. Back to the notes. I always get like a puffed wheat from Honduran cigars, like un trigo, like un batido trigo. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. a puffed wheat. I mm-hmm. always get that that note from What was the Diggum Smacks? What was the cereal? Uh, the Diggum <laughs> What was that called? Remember that? Come on. With the frog on the box. I know. I know. I know. I didn't. Yeah. I, honey I, smacks I, or honey smacks. Yeah, I, I, I could I totally right. to the Google. I could I could totally I could totally picture it. You know, it, it was it was that frog. All the cigar, all the frog needed was a cigar, though. Yeah, it was honey smacks. See, he's, he's Kellogg's a, honey smacks. He's a child of the. Thanks, age. Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> Let Let's check in with, with with Ivan and our friends from Villiger. All right, Villiger Cigars, a brand synonymous with European style and sophistication, invite you to try the Cuellar Black Forest. Made at the famous Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic, the Cuellar Black Forest is crafted using only the finest tobaccos, resulting in a smooth and complex smoke you're, insured, you're sure to enjoy as Yami brings me my drink. I, I see, love this. I see. I see. <laughs> you may be asking yourself, what exactly is it that makes the Cuellar Black Forest such a great smoke? Well, for one, it has a beautiful Mexican San Andres wrapper that it's that's just perfect. It's aged to perfection. The Mexican San Andres produces a robust amount of flavor while giving the cigar its gorgeous dark walnut color appearance and oily textured finish. Named after the majestic forest where Chairman Heinrich Villiger grew up near, the cigar is a tribute to the passion which is embedded in the long history of cigar making at Villiger Cigars. The Cuellar Black Forest. Go out and try one today. All right. Very nice. Thank Very you. Nice. Thank you, Ivan. And is Ivan so eloquently said yami came out with the drinks oh. so that means one thing perfect pairing indeed 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 perfect pairing time and indeed this, this is a four indeed segment. yeah 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 after dinner drinks yeah so we're not, and we're no, not we talking egg, we're not talking eggnog no here. no or coquito. or coquito or coquito or crema de vie which i do love Cubans out there i do love that stuff Oh, it's the best. It's the best. A, a friend of mine said, he texted me the other day and he's like, just a bottle of Coquito. Just, and I was like, I was like, here we go. <laughs> ding, ding. You just go LFG. All right. So let, let, let's see what's happening here. After dinner drinks. What, so, so what do we got, Eric, here? So we've got, again, with the holidays and the temperature cooling down, right? We can drink a little bit more uh, Cognac, Armagnac, Calvados, those kinds of uh, after dinner drinks, mm-hmm. we didn't want to keep it to just cognac or or sure. 
or just Armagnac. So we've got a uh, we've got a foursome. We've got a foursome today. Normally we're we're playing with just a trio, but today we've got a foursome. Four. And we don't know what we got, but we thank and we trust our friends at Total Wine. They never let us down. They haven't let us down yet, and I doubt they ever will. So we've got four drinks here, after dinner drinks. And I can tell you, I think Yami must have seen me uh, have a thirsty face because the number one glass has a lot of she, booze. She gave you it. a healthy pour, right? No well, doubt about know. it. Merry and, Christmas. And yeah, and Apparently the I'm on more the nice I look list. at it, the dark, I mean, it's so much darker than the other guys. All right, so let's go with, let's go in the nose. Let's see how what it does there. It's very nice, man. Mm. I'm telling you, it's so full on it's the like nose. A, it's a flower shop. It is so aromatic. Wow. There's there's wood there. There is a touch of citrus in there. Mm. There's man, that is yeah. so nice on the nose. It's I a can, lot of fruit. I can drink this. It's so smooth. Oh my gosh. But the the fruit is like candied mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. It feels Candy, there's there's like a like a sugary candiness, not not in a bad way at all. I'm I'm really it's like I'm a, really digging it. To me, is it's like a, a little bit fuller, like scotch with more um, fruit in it. Yeah, you're right. Like less less of those. I don't know. It it is like a scotch with. With more sweetness to it. I a think if you've got, if you've just had some ice cream, let's say the dinner's over, you had a little bit of the ice cream. It's very nice. And you drink this with, with the ice cream. Oh, I don't so know bad. what I don't know what two, three, and four are going to be like, but this is a, really an opening, some little, unlike some any little other. Strawberry, yeah. Some little me. strawberry really ice cream is. and a little bit of ice. Oh, and it goes great with the cigar, right? I haven't gotten to that part yet because I've just been enamored Mesmerized by this Mesmerized by the. Uh, yeah. All right. So I just took a sip. Let's see how it does. And of course, we always recommend that you take a sip and then take a puff, see what that treats you, and then reverse it. Take a puff and then take a sip. So that way you can get both sides of it. So let's go. So let's say you, you just lit it up again, Eric. So it, where are you? I think it, uh, it overpowers the cigar a bit to me. It, it deadened the, the flavors that I was enjoying so much. On the cigar, like again, you can do this if you're. It's your your night. Oh yeah, you're enjoying it. You you can absolutely do it. But to me, I, I'm hoping that something else sort of brings out. Like I, right. I like in a pairing. I like when when the when the liquor or the spirit or the beer or whatever it is you're drinking. I like when it brings out new experiences mm-hmm. out of it. And in this case, to me. It brings it down too much. It doesn't bring out anything new. I, well, how are you feeling about this? Well, let me ask you. I'm going to throw it right back. But let me ask you something. What do you think would be a good meal to follow up the spirit with or follow the, the meal up with? Here's what I'm thinking. And and again, bear with me. Indulge me here. I think if you had like a nice fish, mm-hmm. a nice white fish maybe. Like a Branzino. Right, mm. and, and then you hit it with that drink right there. I think it'd be perfect because you got the, the sort of the, the the tartness and the tanginess of the fish would totally go great with this drink. But yeah, I, and, but I, and I'm with you, Eric. It sort of takes away from the cigar. It, it sort does. Of the cigar becomes it does. It, it gets lost. So what I did is I took a sip of the uh, of this spirit, and then took a puff. It tasted the cigar almost tasted like nothing at that point. 
took another puff, still tasted like, and then like after the third, fourth, fifth puff is when I started to taste the cigar again. Mm -hmm. So that's not ideal for me. Like when I like the cigar, if I didn't like the cigar, great. (laughs) Right. But I happen to like this flavor profile of the cigar. What what do you think would help the cigar? Like, what type of cigar would benefit this drink better? I think it, it needs to have probably a little bit more body. More body. Yeah, something that has a stronger backbone. This is a medium-bodied mm-hmm. cigar, right? Through yeah. and through. There's no... Yeah. He sits right smack on medium. And, and I think that this after-dinner drink, whatever it is, is too much for it. How about if you... You know it would probably help it if you smoke it if you take your drags first and then you took the sip in this case, because I think you'll get more of the, more of the peppers, that black pepper that we were tasting and the, mm-hmm. and the wood out of it. You can taste the cigar and then you follow it up with a sip of it and it doesn't drown it out as much. What do you think? What do you think? Yes, kind that, of, better. sort of. It's definitely better. Like yeah. if I was, if this was the pairing that I was, saddled with you know for lack of a better word i would definitely drink it that way in that yeah i would go in that order i would say cigar first then sip then let it sit for a bit and then cigar first and then sip Hmm. but you're not you're not drinking this like a you know like a scotch on the rocks you're Mm, you're you're drinking this slowly so you can totally do that jerry there's your next question should you sip first and then smoke or smoke and then sip thank you again jerry (laughs) my man at Gawaiyo, Jerry. All right, All so right. let's move on All to right. number two. Number two. Now, number two, I would say it's a little lighter than number one. Yes. But more vanilla on the nose. Vanilla. I, just, I mean, I got vanilla right away when I smelled ah, it. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. So as we're swirling it around. Very nice nose still, but yeah. that nose on number one, God bless it. Yeah, it just... <laughs> it's so it's, good. It's, it's, I left a tiny bit so that I can just give it one last little taste later. All right, so getting a little marzipan on the nose. Wow, so smooth. That's nice. It's nice on the pa- it's nicer on the palate than it is on the nose. It's 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 almost like right? for me, I was expecting some heat. Less heat and for there's sure. No, there's no Yeah, it's less heat. It's not boozy. It's there's less heat on there. It's very nice. Yeah, it's very it's nice. more approachable. I would almost say if you're not into these sort of cognacs, aramacs, you know, armagnac, armagnac, <laughs> isn't, isn't, isn't that a food company, aramark? If, if you're not into these things, this is a good starter for you. Yeah. All right. So so how does it do with the cigar, Ivan? I think it, it balances it out very well because it's not as, overpower, as overpowering as the first one. So it, it they're kind of like on... On same playing fields here. Yeah. yeah. But the, the cigar, and, and maybe that's a good thing for you. So the cigar seems to take away a little bit of the sweetness from the after dinner drink and highlights more of the wood to yeah. me. Like it gets, when I take a puff, then a sip of this one, of number two, I get more of the, of the like wood tannins. Uh-huh. That that uh that they come out more than they did before and less of the sweetness. The first one reminded me, as I said, of a of a fruity scotch. Yep. Right. And the second one reminds me of a less sweet rum. That's a good way to put it. Like a 
like a Martinique rum. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I guess for me, I'm, I'm, That's I guess, really I guess good may, may, maybe it. psychologically, I'm expecting some heat. I'm expecting some sort of taste and I'm not getting it from number two. Yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, and, and it's, it's not slightly a bad thing. Thin, yeah. Slightly thin. Like I'm expecting to get some, like some flavor, some heat, something that will sort of linger in my palate. However, and it's, and it's not there. I mean, it is smooth. It works really it well with the cigar. Hell. Smooth as hell. And definitely the cigar is the star when you're comparing it, when you're pairing it with this. It works really well with the cigar, I will tell you that, uh, in terms of from the drink to the cigar. You can almost like like cherries in that. Number two. It's nice. I like it. All right. Shall we move to three? All right. All right. So three. This is the By the way, two, there's like a, a tiny note of like almost a mezcal type of grassiness oh. way in the background way 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 in the background very interesting it's actually pretty complex i always think of dirty gym socks when i think of mezcal okay <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's move to three three on whoa. the nose whoa it is orange spectacular love it spectacular it's, it's, it's like very that, orangey have you ever had that uh that lint dark oh. chocolate with with uh, orange? Orange, yes. That's oh, what it smells like. Spectacular. Wow. Welcoming, sit down, hug. Yowzers. Holds tons, your hand. Tons, tons of, of orange. So not, not generic citrus in any way. It is. It is orange. Yeah. All right, let's, let's, let's take a little sippy sip. Wow. It's liquid candy. Yikes, it is. Oh, wow. It's liquid candy. Wow. That is sweet. Wow. It's, and if you're it's it, so good. And if you're into sweets, this is you. This is too sweet for me. But I you can, can serve this at a table this of is, like this is borderline like liqueur, like orange liqueur. Sure. It it's almost there. Yeah. Cause it's it's sweet for in comparison to what we're drinking. Right. I think this needs to be a little bit chilled. Like a little oh, that would be amazing, right? And then you serve it to a table. Does it like the whole table? You can give it to kids. You can. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you can give it to everybody, and everybody would love it. So how does it how does it play with a cigar, Ivan? Good question. Right. Let's see. So because it is very very sweet. Yeah. So it doesn't this is good it doesn't for the completely holidays. overpower. Yeah, it is very nice. Great for, for the holidays. For the super super right. It doesn't completely overpower the cigar, so that's nice. Uh, it doesn't knock out that pepper because I, I think that the star of this cigar, mm-hmm. low key, is like the pepper on it. Right. It's like a very nice. Smooth it's consistent. Yeah. Like combo. from 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 the first light all the way through, it's been and, that pepper. Note. And what number one did was it knocked out the sweetness, but also knocked out the pepper, which I think made it a problem. Mm. And in this one, it doesn't knock out the pepper. It's very good. I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is. It's but, almost but it's, as it's, sweet. It's, it's excellent. It's almost as sweet as those glasses that Ivan's got. Oh shit! Old the old fart glasses. No, I like it. It's 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 almost the same color as this as the liqueur. Mm. That kind of. I don't want to say what I think it is. I know, I know what it is. Yeah, it's excellent. See, my my thing it's, is this, and again, it, this is not a critique of any particular 
uh, spirit. It's it's all what your palate tolerates, what you like. It's almost too sweet for me. Right. I'm not a big sweets guy. Well, since I know what it is now, I think in comparison to their regular line, because this is their high end line, mm-hmm. this is a step above. Now, I think Are I think it plays on a limb and say what you think it is. It's the Grand Marnier, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. I think it plays really well with the cigar. I, I, I think, do too. I, I think of too. the three. It really complements and dances in step with the cigar. Yep. My okay. again, my only critique, and that's just me. It's just it's just too sweet. If you if you like sweet, especially post meal, you want to take you know you want to take the edge off. You're winding down. I think this is great. This is I think great. this goes really well after, like a honestly like a big porterhouse. Right. A, a big heavy meal. A big right? heavy steak because the the acidity in it will actually complement that steak really well. So if you had a big rich meal and you had the meal with a like a big fruit forward cab. Right. With and then you finish the potatoes and the yeah, steak. Yeah, you had all that all those rich flavors. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have this with your cigar at the end, I think you're in heaven. Yeah. I mean so, so uh, far of the three, I think these they 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 this is a tango. They are in lockstep together. Yeah. All right. So let's go to four. Now four, a little lighter, almost yellowish. Wow. Interesting nose also. These these have all been very different. And all very good in their own way, honestly. Yeah. What what is the smell for you? Because what, what is it so to the different? Nose, right? It's it's I'm trying to I'm trying to locate what this would be going through the mental like Rolodex. A, like a green apple or something. Yeah, it is. It is. You can almost you can almost taste it. You can almost hear the the, the crunch of the apple, it's right? Like white oak. Like serious white oak, you can you can smell the white oak. I haven't tasted it yet. S- you can smell the white oak. I do. I agree with you. There's oh, yeah. there's some like like that green apple. sharp sharp crisp green apple note in there. And for me, there's just the right amount of heat, just the right amount. That's delicious, right? There's a, there's a little bit in there. So it, it, it lets you know it's there. Very nice. I'll, I'll tell you what, before that sip, I was having a hard time getting the that orange residue flavor, residual flavor, out of my palate. It mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. very difficult. I was like, okay, I'm still tasting it. I'm still tasting it. That's why I took long in, in taking a sip because I was like, I'm still tasting the orange. So I didn't want it to... To uh, to pollute the you know this tasting. Your womb is so polluted. <laughs> she can't even have a baby. <laughs> I, I I told my wife the other day. I said, "Listen, we, we figured out our, our 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 Halloween costume for next year." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm gonna be Michelle Pfeiffer. You're gonna be Tony. You're gonna be Scarface. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's perfect. It is, especially if you got those lines going right. Yep." So is uh, is Jameson gonna be Stephen Bauer's character? What's uh, what it? Chico, name? right? Chico. I don't know. Well, Stephen Bauer's character in Scarface. Jameson is my son, by the way. I know that. Oh, James- sorry, sorry. That's it. <laughs> Jameson is my son, by the way, who who just turned twelve, and he's got he's got a mustache. All right. He's, his mustache is coming in one thousand percent. It's awesome. Happy birthday, Jameson. Yes, yes. He he just turned twelve. Oh my god comes down the house i'm like who is this man in this house but although, although he smells like a 12 year old so, so yeah maybe we'll have to bring him into this uh, one day manny manny steven bauer was manny 
Que Chico. Chico was the other guy. Chico. 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 I think Chico got hacked up by like he, a chainsaw. <laughs> he was in the chain. No, he came in to save the day. Is that in what the you chainsaw, right, In the chainsaw scene. You know what yes. Thank God for Chico. You know what the saddest part is? And, and again, I know I know a lot of our, our, our people that listen to the show aren't from Miami, but I think the saddest thing, you know, th- we were talking about the, the infamous chainsaw scene from Scar from Scarface. I was on uh, South Beach the other day and that the that hotel, the, the infrastructure yeah. of the hotel is still, it's still there, there. But it's a CVS now. Oh. And you know, no, no, no. No, no negative towards CVS, especially if they want to sponsor the cigar. Sure, it's not by, but it's a C- so you see it and you're like, huh? I, I, yeah, so mm. I'd, I'd like, I'd like, you know, I'd like, I'd like yeah. a pack of condoms and some, 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 some medicine. <laughs> and oh, by the way, this is where you know. Can I do a PCR test here? Yeah, leave, uh, leave the gun, take the yayo, right? Yeah, but, but no. So but getting back to this, this please, is. Let's get back to it. This is, I think, for me. This is this is the perfect one for me. I love this one because there's enough heat in there. Because I, I think two. I was I was leaning toward two, but I think it fell flat because it wasn't. I was expecting that heat. Like, where's the heat? Where I want to be able to taste that alcohol. So if you're not a big alcohol person, like in other words, you, you don't want to be sort of like turned off by it. I think two is great for you. But this this is perfect, and I think they play really well. Although three. Is the perfect tango between these between these two? I think I think one would be like a Scotch lovers like dream here. Yeah. Two is for the eccentric rum drinker, mm-hmm. like something they would like. Three is like for all palates. Any it doesn't matter who it is. It's very different, unique, very sweet. And then I love four. It's just four is like I love four. a man for all seasons. Yeah. All right, four is quite different. Very different. Than all these guys. Yeah. Four is almost, I mean, not not almost. It is a different thing. Like, for example, Cognac and Armagnac are really similar. They're just different regions, mm-hmm. right? But they're very similar. This is a different beast. <laughs> this, is, this is a different animal. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's extremely nice. It's drier than all the others. Yeah. It's a lot drier. And I like that. I like I like that. And and you know what? I just got a little bit of the I just got a little bit of that uh, that green apple. I it just hit me. I just got I think that green this apple. This is another one that would benefit from being a little bit colder. You know, and 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 know. for me, that green apple after, after I put down the drink and after I put down the cigar and just kind of let it marinate, then that green apple came out. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Four, it's is, nice. four is really nice. It's very different than the other three. It's so dry. It's it's like for someone who doesn't want anything sweet, who doesn't want to have, like for example, when you drink this, I, I imagine you're not going to have much of a hangover the next day. Yeah. Because there's just not a lot of residual sugar. It's in probably it. expensive. You probably won't have any hangover because you're and not drinking busy, a lot of it. And if you're busy <laughs> and if you got kids, four. Sure. Because those fools are up at six in the morning. What's what's for breakfast? Ugh. Oh, you got a mustache. Make your own breakfast. All right, let's bring <laughs> let's bring Yami in here. Yami. See what we got. Yep, let's do it. All right, you guys are gonna have to forgive me. The pronunciations are gonna be awesome. I love it. I yes. love it. I love it. So, so we had four. We know. usually have three. Right. We, but since it's a holiday it's, edition yeah, of the Cigar Snob Podcast, yeah. we spare no expense. All right, let's go, Yami. All right, ready? Number one. Number one. When I put my glasses on, huh? All right. Hold on. Frappin' Cigar Frappin. Perfect. This movie yeah. had to happen. Grande, Frappin'. Grande Champagne. Is that right? What? what happened? Just 
into the microphone. What happened with frapping? What happened? What happened with frapping? Frapping, cigar perfect. Yeah? Okay. Number two, that's 40% alcohol, by the way. The next one is 40% as well. Chateau du Tariquet. Tariquet. Le Tariquet. Yeah, and that's 40%. Then the number three is the Grand Marnier. Ding, 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 guys. Louis Alexandre. 40%. And number four is the Comte Louis de la Lauriston. <laughs> Calvados Don Frontais VSOP. And that's with 42%. Yeah, oh. you know me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Yummy. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I think that we did this just to hear her pronounce the Right, words. exactly. Right. Yeah. Thank you. So. The, so number one was blended. So the frappine ah. or frappon, I don't know how you pronounce these things. Cognac Grand Champagne. This was designed for cigars by this really cognac producer, frappon. Yeah. It's cigar perfect. That's uh, fantastic. I loved it. Loved it. Overpowered the cigar. Yeah. This particular cigar, which is... You, you, need, you, need, you need a cigar with some onions in it. You need some with cigar some with, onions, some, with, yes. some, with some cajones. So she said that number two was the Tariquette VSOP, uh, which is an Armagnac. So again, very similar. That's why they were so similar. Right. Uh, three is the highest end Grand Marnier Cuvée Louis Alexander. You can, yeah, you can definitely taste that it was a Grand but, but on, on steroids, exactly. You would never be able to drink Grand Marnier no, like that on can't. its own. You can't. And this was excellent sugar. on itself. Yeah, that was amazing. And then the uh, Calvados, which was number so four, so Louis Laurie Stone uh, Calvados. And it was quite different than the others. So very interesting. So is everything here from France? Yeah. Look at that. So I, I, oui, went, oui. With, I went with four. Sacre bleu. I went with four. Well, they're all you could do, you could do that with all of them because they're all French, right? <laughs> Sacre bleu. If I had to drink drink it by itself uh -huh. or uh, find a stronger cigar, I would no doubt go with number one. Mm -hmm. I like number one the most. I uh, think I think they're all. But no, great no, they, on their own because they're so very, different. Very it's good. not. It's not like our normal pairings where we're pairing right, right. like equals uh, yeah, apples to apples. Yeah, like, these were all yeah, they're not I like mean, all end, bourbons or all yeah. scotches. The these are the all day, so different. Total Wine never gives you a bad batch of anything. Absolutely, they 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 do they they do an, an amazing job where everything they put out is top shelf. Everything they put out is quality. So it all depends on who. What would you like? What, what, what you're into? What, you know, some people like sweet. Some people like the heavy stuff. Some people like the aromatic stuff. So it, it all depends on you. I don't don't ever think that this is like don't buy this, buy that. This is this is what you particularly like. So you're going with so Eric on its own. I'm having uh, number one the Fropan. Again, I don't know how to pronounce these things. I'm not French. Frappin Fropan Cigar Perfect is what I'm going with. With the cigar, I'm going with number two, the Terraquette. Ivan? I can't pick one. Because I like I'll all of them. I'll take them all. Yeah, I like all of them different. Like oh, for different prairie occasions. Poop, everyone. Yeah. From Blazing Saddle. Oh, the Prairie Poop, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I, I was impressed in, incredibly with the, the Grand Marnier. Mm -hmm. Like I, I always 
you know, pictured like a triple sec or some yeah, like Grandma orange liqueur like something that. You, you make, yeah, you mix or, it with yeah. like a, a, a margarita or something like that. This is excellent on its own, especially for the holidays. It would be awesome. Amazing. And I love the last one. I'm, I don't know yes. what the name is, but so the last one's the, great. The last one. So that's very interesting, right? The Calvados. I think that, I think that everyone knows cognacs, right? Everyone, uh, Armagnac, cognac are very similar. So everyone knows that format. And I don't think a lot of people know Calvados. Absolutely not. In this mm -hmm. country, at least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was so damn interesting. Complex. Because it was complex, but it was dry. It didn't have a lot of sweetness to it. If I, you know, like I, I want to I get deeper into that. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed it. So I, I want to try that some more. What about you, Jim? Uh, to me, like I say, if, if you are a person that maybe is just starting out, I think two is your your go-to because it doesn't have that heat it doesn't have that aftertaste so you're still enjoying it and i think it it, it flows well with the cigar but if i had to pick i would go i would go with four i would go with the calvado just that's what you that's what you would have as yes. your yes i would go with the four because it's it's i i like i like dry i like my martinis dry and i like the dryness of it there's enough flavor there there's enough little little bit of heat at the end to just let me know it's there and i to me it it, it, it doesn't play the best with the Oscar Valladares, but it plays enough where I'm enjoying both at the same time. Yeah. So, uh, so these are so the VSOPs, right? So the Tarakette number two and the Calvados number four are both VSOPs, which is a very special old pale. Wow. Which they were both very special and pale. <laughs> very special. This is yeah. That's what VSOP stands for. No, I know that, but I, I just didn't know. I'm trying to digest. Old, uh, pale? Yeah. Like pale in color? Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah, these are old, uh, you know, categorizations. That's what we used to call my grandfather, the VSOP. <laughs> very special old pale <laughs> of the family. <laughs> Northern Spain, what do you want from me? You know. Hey, we want to thank, as always, our friend the Total Wine. And as always, Perfect Pairings is brought to you by Total Wine and More, where you'll always find the right bottle at the right price with their lowest price guarantee. Visit Total Wine and More at TotalWine.com. Now it's time for our Share Smoke segment, which is where we sit down with industry insiders and newsmakers to see what's going on in the world of the Smoky Treat. All right. And so we are here with the famous TJ Terrence Riley. Sales and marketing director. What, what, what are you called at Aganor Salif? Well, there's only one title that matters, owner. And, uh, oh. That's not me. So. Okay, okay. I so. thought you just recently bought it. Right. <laughs> uh, VP sales and marketing. That's me. There you go. Sorry, man. I've known you long enough. I should know your title. Nah, like that's I on said, me. Only one title that matters. All right. All right. So, uh, so yeah, TJ. So, you guys have heard TJ before because he's been on the show multiple times. I think you've been on more than anyone else. I hope our, so. Our favorite Other than, guest. than me and Ivan and Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad. I appreciate you having me. But uh, no, we love having you on, man. So, so yeah, let's uh, let's jump right in. Let's get to, you know, how was 2021? It was a it was a wacky year. Yeah. Uh, from a sales standpoint, though, killer, killer. But so yeah, tell us uh, what were like some of the some of the big wins for Aganor Salif uh, in, during 2021. So I would say it was it was the best year that I, well, I've been in the business. Like, so I've never seen it like that. Um, and, and I wasn't around during, you know, the nineties when the boom was going on, 
But certainly, I've never seen demand for cigars as high in general as I did in the past year. And then we we had a great. It was our best year on record, so that was obviously great. And it was just you know the people were enjoying cigars, whether they're back out there or they still didn't want to travel or they couldn't travel because of restrictions or whatever it was. Um, there was just a, a, a greater demand for you know great cigars, and uh, we filled it. People have uh, you know different ideas or theories as to why. Um, what what are your like? Why do you think twenty twenty one was such a big year? Well, I, I think that people still had the money to to spend and the time. They, they Stimmy still, checks, no, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, whatever. Whether they're spending their stimulus checks or 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 they just were working from home. And again, if you think about it, it doesn't take that much. If you, let's say a guy goes on Friday afternoon after work, he stops by his local cigar shop or cigar bar and has a cigar, maybe two cigars, has a drink, spends a couple hours, goes home, and that's it. Now he's working from home. So he can have a cigar or two at least every day. And day drink. And day drink, if he wants to. <laughs> well, we, we, didn't, we didn't day drink, yeah, though. Yeah, alcohol sales, I'm sure, you know, had banner years as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so now he has the opportunity to do it more. So it created the opportunity to do it more. And because people weren't going out as much, they had the money. So you have the money and the time. That's a nice uh, combination. And I think that's the main thing, because if you think about it, it's like, oh, okay, now he's smoking 10 cigars a week instead of two. Well, multiply that out over the entire country and you have, you don't a lot have more to be demand. a genius. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, it's not rocket science. So, yeah. uh, and that just creates demand. And then also, you know, this is where we have to be a little careful is that what happens is the guy knows that before two boxes got him to the end of the month. Now it lasts him half the month. Okay. So now he orders four boxes, but, uh, so everyone else is doing that. And so he gets, you know, one box. So he orders eight boxes, hoping to get four. So that's another thing we have to kind of look at and be careful with is that are people ordering what they need or are they ordering X to get Y? And uh, and that's always a dangerous and, thing. And in that, in that part of the conversation, you are talking about the retailer at that point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So most of our listeners, I would say, are consumers. So just to clarify that again, you were talking about the retailer ordering eight boxes in order to get four. Yes. Sorry. I should have clarified that. I forgot who my audience. Forgive me. Uh, always, always know your audience. And uh, yeah, so the retailer was ordering, uh, more, you know, or may have, maybe they weren't ordering more. Maybe they really needed that many. But generally speaking, that what happens is you order, if you're not getting what you're ordering, half of, if you're only getting half of what you're ordering, you order double to get what you really want. And so, uh, we again, it's, that's a question mark for 2022. Is that, was that part of it? Were people ordering things they really didn't need, hoping to get what they really needed? Or was the demand just so great that they could sell every single thing that they got their hands on? So I guess we'll find out. I know these numbers are hard to, to come by, but I wonder what percentage of new smokers entering, you know, this, this industry, uh, got into it this year because of COVID, because I know the golf industry, for example, has so many new golfers that had never played before just because they had some time on their hands. I wonder if there was some like carryover like that in, in golf also, in cigars also. Yeah, I think that, and we'll let TJ answer that, but I think that certainly there is a, a huge chunk of occasional cigar smokers who became daily smokers. Full-timers. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. definitely what I would say. I, I mean, again, I, I don't have any statistics for this but i don't know how many people suddenly said well i got nothing else to do i'll have a cigar there's probably some of that uh yeah. if they've never had one but uh but it was probably more exactly like you said they just smoked on the golf course they smoked a few times a year and then they're playing golf more you know so they smoked a little bit more and then they after they hung out with, you know so i think there's a lot of shift from the casual to the daily or the weekly yep yep i agree um 
How did, obviously we know that is this whole conversation about the sales is related to COVID, obviously the pandemic, but are there any negative ways that COVID affected uh, your business in any way? I would say it created challenges, certainly in terms of material. It, it, so that what I was talking about uh, with the retailer ordering more than what they need to get what they what they want, um, that goes all the way down. So Sorry, I had a, a Rolling Stones song in my head. You get what you need. <laughs> Sorry. Um, thank you. Thank you for interrupting. Um, you know, so so that works at the factory level, too. You know, we order a container of of, uh, you know, San Andres Maduro and we get half a container. Uh, so then we say two containers you now to get the full container. So and then everyone else does that. And so it creates problems, that, whether it's bands. We're pretty lucky because we're mostly vertically integrated in terms of the, the tobacco side. Um, but, you know, bands, even cellophane was difficult to get sometimes. Um, but even like the master cases that you would ship boxes in, um, that was that delayed a shipment one time. We couldn't get those. Um, so it created a lot of challenges in that way. Overall, you can't complain too much because it was it was such a good year that those are just the problem. I mean, like those, speed bumps. Yeah, exactly. It's just it, it creates challenges, but those are the t you want those challenges. You don't want the challenges of oh, how, well, look at all these cigars. How am I going to sell them? Um, that's that's the a much worse challenge. What about uh, politically in Nicaragua? Was there anything? Uh, that made things more difficult last year? And how do you see that going forward? Yeah, so I think I definitely with the election, uh, there was a lot of people were kind of on edge a little bit. I was down there in March and then again in August and I got, we got pulled over so many times and I wasn't driving and they would ask for my license. They're like, what's this gringo doing up in Jalapa? Uh, and so, and they were fine. I mean, once they saw that I was there for the reasons I was there, they just said, okay, see you later. Gringo alert, gringo yeah. alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the bell went off, you know? And plus me, it's like opposite, where's Waldo down there? I mean, it's like, I, you know, I don't blend in exactly. Um, so that, that, you know, I noticed that there was more kind of a little bit of tension of what's going to happen and things like that. But then I was again there in December and it seemed pretty uh, calm and seemed pretty steady. And, uh, um, you know, so I, th I think that there was definitely uh, some concern throughout the year about that, um, not only with that, but also with potential sanctions and things like that. If the U.S. did anything after the election, that could obviously have an impact. And knock on wood, we haven't really been affected by any of that. That's so. for Micah. That's not wood. I'm kidding. Oh, God. Okay. What are, yeah. Yeah. Do the head knock. It's mostly wood. So... So you went, you you just said you went to Nicaragua three times last year. Yeah. Anywhere else? Well, you, well, you travel all over the country, right? Yeah. yeah. So how was that? How was, I mean, we traveled, I think, more than than a, a normal person. Yeah, the average bear. For, uh, in terms of Ivan and I, uh, for the magazine to do photo shoots or travel stories and stuff like that. But you take travel to another level. So, yeah, I'm on the road quite a bit. Yeah. So how many, do you know how many weeks out of the year? I'd say it probably averages about close to 50% of the time. 50%? Pretty close. So how was that? Any any issues? Any So Nicaragua, just to give like listeners a, a little bit of a insight into in Nicaragua, when you go, uh, you have to obviously test negative 24 hours before you leave to Nicaragua, and you have to show that uh, result. And then when you're in Nicaragua to come back to the U.S., you have to test negative again 24 hours before you leave. The problem is that up until recently, you couldn't even get tested in Esteli or Jalapa. You had to go to Managua, so it would cut your trip 
Yeah, or made it longer. Or, I mean, or made, made it longer, longer of course. Yeah, um, yeah going, it was, it's, it's, it's difficult both ways. Actually, down there, I mean, besides being a pain, it's it's a little bit easier, quite frankly. Because here, you have 72 hours. You, you can't take the test any more than 72 hours before you take off, but you can't give it to the airline any, any more than 36 hours before you take off. So okay. you have, like, this window where you've got to get tested and then get it to the airline before you leave and then you can get there and they can say oh well it didn't work out you, you i know people that ran into problems with that either the test wasn't the right test or whatever the government said no for whatever reason um so that's a little you're always kind of holding your breath because the only airline that flies direct is avianca and avianca the customer service there is not to, special yeah yeah i mean they, they they would put like i called the customer helpline once because they're supposed to send you a confirmation saying you've been accepted and you can come and I hadn't received it yet. So I was like, well, I'd sure like to know if I can go down there. If I should go to the airport. Yeah. Uh, and and I, ca- I called. And at first, they do send you to WhatsApp, and that's a disaster. And then, so then you call. I was online for like three hours just holding. And it was, there's no music. There's no nice, like, you know, calming music. It's just your call is very important to us. Your call Ooh, is very important ouch. to us. For three, I, I, eventually, I just was like, I wonder if anyone will ever pick up. I stopped at three hours, but no one had ever oh, picked up. So that's kind of a disaster. torture. Ter- terrible. Uh, and then coming back, I don't even know if they really test you, to be honest with you. I mean, I think they're kind of like, well, yeah, that's the running joke. You either have COVID business. and we don't want you here or you don't and no harm, no foul. Uh, yeah. and I think that's kind of the idea because <laughs> the test is like 150 bucks. I don't know of any type of test in Nicaragua that costs $150, but they're making uh, you know a fortune on that. So I'm sure that that is going to, you know, they're going to hold on to that cash cow as long as they can. Um, and, you, and it's easier now. The last time I went, um, I didn't do it, but you, you can get tested in Esteli now. And uh, there's there's more places you can get tested in the capital. Um, and so you could basically go in and out, and, and then uh, they'll send you the result via email later in the day. The first time back in March, it was only one place, and it took hours, and it was like a maze, where, and you were in a Russian bread line, like waiting to get into the place, and then they have you wait in another line, another line, and it took hours. Um, so the first time was terrible. It's, it's not that bad now. It's just it's a lot of stuff. And again, if you've never done it before, you don't have people to help you. It's kind of like an intimidating thing. You know, you, you have to fill out this form and send this here and be here at this time. And then you don't want to get stuck, you know, where you can't come back or can't go down. So it's a little bit nerve wracking. Yeah. Uh, and so when you go to Nicaragua, uh, why do you go? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, again, you, you, want, to co- you want to coordinate projects like we, we, you know, we have, a, you know, things we want to accomplish throughout the course of the year. How are those things coming along? Are they on, are they on schedule? Um, you know, future projects, discuss those types of things. And in my experience in this business, things get taken care of a hundred times faster in person. Uh, WhatsApp and on the phone and everything like that. That's all great. But if you really want to get things done, you got to be sitting in front of people and, uh, you know, they, they got to answer you or they, you've got to answer them. And, and so that's the main reason is that when you go down, I get done in a couple of days, what would take weeks trying to trying to do and, and it, i wouldn't even necessarily be sure you know you can lose lost in translation or they think you mean one thing or you mean another but it's just being on the factory floor you see what they're making you see what's going on you see you know you can say hey oh you know i don't see this being made i mean we, we need that for you know whenever is that, is that done already or you know so you can ask those type of questions when you're there and so just to wrap up 2021 what were the best selling products of 2021 like what were your big hits 
I would say the, the, the Rare Leaf was a big hit for us. The Rare Leaf uh, was only available, which is impressive because it was only available to about 10% of our accounts. It was meant to be kind of like an, the best of both worlds, of both a limited edition and, uh, and, and a regular Coraline brand. And we kind of did that by, instead of making a limited run and selling it to everybody, we, we, we kept small batches continuously being made uh, and sold them to our, our Agonorsa Select partners, which is only about 10% of our overall uh, customer base. And so that was that was very successful. Um, our Anniversario um, Maduro, we released at the show this summer. That was a big hit. That blend uh, has done really well for us. I'm not even a really a Maduro guy, quite frankly. And uh, that may be one of my favorite cigars that we make. Um, so that was that went really well. Supreme Leaf always does well. We every twice a year we do two sizes. It was a gr I mean I mean I could talk for the rest of the show about pretty much everything went well. Knock on wood again. I mean it was just a great year. Everything really took off, and we 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 continue to build the uh, brand recognition and and passion for the product. And those are the two key things. And on brand recognition. You're talking Agonorsa Leaf. Yes, like sir. You, you, yes, Agonorsa Leaf. You yes. guys are serious about, hey, call this thing what it is. Yeah. It's Agonorsa Leaf. Agonorsa Leaf. Our leaf is our strength. You know, I'm not that interesting and it's not a lifestyle company. It's uh, it's all about, uh, it's not about people. It's not about uh, you know, lifestyle. It's about the product. It's, it's about the leaf. Biceps and tobacco. Yes. They use my bicep. For the, <laughs> yes, the logo. yes. Yeah. That's why it's so scrawny. So the logo, the logo for Agonorsa Leaf is, is a, is a like an arm flexing like a, a bicep holding tobacco leaves that's why but I said the guy's the not on steroids clearly no 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 it's a very normal looking bicep yeah yeah, yeah. Not... yeah it could have been mine <laughs> <laughs> all right so then you know jumping forward to, to 2022 uh what are the you know what are the big plans so we did a, a survey last year uh with our retail partners and, and kind of was like okay what you know what do you think of agonorsa where do we stand what are the challenges you face with us and we sent that out and we got a couple hundred responses back that completed the survey. And what we kind of got from that- And a couple that, thousand brush offs get. Yeah, 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 let me alone. Do your own work. <laughs> no, uh, we, no, we, it was very, in fact, it's interesting. A lot of people like appreciated us doing it because it's like, okay, great. They're, they care what we think and, and we do because we, you know, if you want to launch something, it's probably important to know, you know what your retailer, your customer cares about. Um, and so the big thing was, was we've, we've really started to build the Agonorsa name, but still a lot of the product line is not really identifiable necessarily as Agonorsa. And so they, you know, they, they recommend the product to their, their customers and they, 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 you know, are passionate about themselves, but it would be easier if, you know, you walked in the humidor and people, you know, kind of identified it more easily, or there was more visual, you know, aid and that kind of thing. So that's a, a kind of a, the big push for this year is to really raise the, the, the packaging standards, really tie everything in together. Uh, we just started doing that with our anniversario, uh, Corojo, before it was Casa Fernandez anniversario. Yep. Now it's Aganorsa Leaf anniversario. The arm, uh, our logo is on there. So it's clearly identifiable as an Aganorsa Leaf product, whereas before it looked like a very nice cigar, but you would never know that we made it uh, unless you really know about our brands, which you know you're not gonna get new people that way really. So that's been the big push, and we're and we're going to continue to do that uh, moving forward with more rebrand and and you know just presenting stuff in a way that really draws attention and makes when you look at the shelf, it's not like oh look at all these cigars, it's like oh look at this Agonorsa display, so yeah. that you can tell that everything on there is uh, is from us. I think that that's a, a crucial component of, of of success once you get past uh, the real you know the the Cognoscendi or whatever they call them, uh, the 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 people that are in the know know Agonorsa. We need 
more of the casual consumer to see Aganoris and say, oh, Aganoris, I've heard of that. Or yeah, look at this. I got to try that. Yeah, I bet between all of your own proprietary uh, blends and all the cigars you make for all these, uh, for all the private labels, the common everyday smoker probably doesn't know that you guys are making all these great cigars for all these great companies. Very true. Yeah, and, and, uh, we're, and we're very proud of that part too. You know, we always say uh, the guys that make cigars with us are some of the best testaments to the quality of our product, uh, whether it's Illusion or HVC or Foundation or Warped or Viaje, uh, or, you know, and I could go on and on here. Um, very proud of, of those guys uh, working with us. They're some of the hottest brands on the market. They're, some, they're, they're all respected. And, uh, and so, you know, that's a testament to us. They could work with whoever they want. They choose to work with us. And, you know, when I joined the company, it was, it was, we've, we've come a long way in terms of, I think a lot more people know Aganorsa now than they did uh, four years ago, but certainly there's still a long way to go and really uh, infiltrating that, that, that guy that, you know, doesn't go on groups and doesn't really follow Instagram or doesn't do that stuff. He just goes in his shop, looks around, maybe picks out something new once in a while and has his kind of core, you know, go-to cigars. We need more of those guys. And, uh, and so that's kind of the goal is to make sure that we're bringing um, that consumer into the fold. What about from a, from a product standpoint, what, uh, what new products do you have coming out or line extensions or things like that? Yeah. So we got a couple of things, uh, coming. We, we've got a, a full rebrand of the core line, Agonorisa Leaf, Connecticut, Corojo, Maduro, and, uh, and Habano that will be rebranded with new packaging, uh, you know, in standardizing the size. So they're all the same size, so they're all the same box counts, that we, thing. Uh, so that's going to be coming. Um, we've already just done it, as I mentioned, with the uh, Anniversario. Um, we, we were just about to launch uh, our Cerberus, uh, an extension of Guardian of the Farm line. Um, the band, we, we, can, we worked with a, a designer uh, that does great work, and, and it's really obviously... You know, I, I thought it looked amazing. Yeah, it looks like something that somebody professional did, and you, know, yeah. <laughs> you have some guy, you know, you know, it's some third grader, you know, color something in. You know, sometimes the bands don't look... What are you saying? Thing. What are you saying, parents? <laughs> I'm just saying some of the bands all, you know, uh, it's it, you can tell the difference when a professional, you know, does the no design. No kidding, man. Um, and so, so that, you know, it really catches the eye. Uh, we're excited about, we have Corojo 2012 now we're using, um, the, the Cerberus uses the 2012. It's called Cerberus by the way, cause again, I, I'm in the mythology and things and, uh, it was a classics major and it was the dog that guarded, uh, the gates of Hades. It was a three headed dog. So it's got this really cool elaborate band with the three headed dog. And ironically we owned, uh, the Cerberus name, um, you know, it's a one, it's an old mark that we have. Didn't even have anything to do with Garden of yeah, the Farm. Yeah, it had nothing to do with Garden of the Farm. Wow. Just, you know, just by coincidence happened to have that as a, and so, hey, that would just be Just like great. Eduardo being just a brand hoarder? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe Pedro Martin from the yeah. old days. Maybe wow. it was from him. You know, I don't know. But uh, they, they had the they had the the brand. And so it was like, great, we have the trademark and and it fits really well with the Guardian name. And and so it's really nicely presented. It uses some Medio, medio Tiempo, which uh, Medio Tiempo is a very rare tobacco. Out of 20,000 bales we harvest each year, uh, maybe 100 or Medio Tiempo. It's a very top leaves, thick, like alligator skin, very small. Not every plant produces it. Um, and so the blend utilizes that. Um, so again, it, it kind of highlights, it's a nice uh, synthesis of what we're doing now and then in the, in the stuff that got us to the dance. It's great tobacco. Yeah. It uh, kind of bridges both. Yeah. 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 yeah you got the, you got the great tobacco, you got great quality, and now we're presenting it in a little bit more vibrant and uh, effective way. I'll tell you the, the branding on that Cerberus looks, I was, I was saying it earlier today. It looks like a, almost like a craft beer 
you know, like a Copper Point craft beer or something like that. It has that look to it. Yeah. I love it. I think it looks phenomenal. I know. Thank you. It means, again, we always, it means more coming from you than from me. We're drinking the Kool-Aid here. So it's good to hear good feedback. I mean, you know, that's, that's the idea. You want somebody to look at it and say, oh, wow, that looks great. You know, now they're more excited about smoking it, whether they look at it in the band kind of, well, we'll see how this is, you know? Exactly. Uh, And that's to be a great example is, is that, so this is maybe a great point. When I first joined Aganorsa, I came here and I brought you the the Buena Cosecha with the Mm -hmm. old band on it. Mm -hmm. And you guys were like, Why'd you bring us this? You yeah, know, it kind of looked like a cheap, uh, you know, look- yeah. and then you smoked it. You're like, oh wow, this is a pretty good cigar. You know, it was. It was actually an excellent yeah, cigar. Yeah, and 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 now you know, we're but you had to be convinced. Yeah, yeah. So you already, it wasn't. I wasn't set up. Yeah, to you would have never it. bought that. You know, you you would have said, oh look at that weird band, and you would have walked by. And then even if somebody presented it to you, then you may have said, oh, okay, well maybe Thank next you. time. Put or, it in yeah. my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll give this to my buddy to smoke. Um, you know, whereas now you know, I brought that the Cerberus today, and you're like, oh wow, look, this looks awesome. You know, and so that's a good, that's important key. You know. I'm a bit of a contrarian sometimes when it comes to that because if I you see are. some elaborate like thing, I'm like, oh, they're trying to they're trying to get me. Here. No, no, that's and true. then something understated. I'm like, oh, this must be it there must be, be something good I'm if they're selling this. I'm kind of with wine bottles. If it's a really bad For label, sure. I'm kind of like, ah, oh, it's got to be a good wine. But For uh, sure. but I think I mean, and you put all their do, money in the wine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't spend on the label. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, no, and, and and there's something there's some truth to that too, and and that's why I wouldn't say we haven't gone crazy with packaging or anything like that. We've just kind of it's it's just better. It's better. It's more effective. It's it's more clear that that it's our company and it's, it's Aganorsa. So yeah, to be to your point, yeah, we're cogn- we're cognizant of that. We don't want to suddenly be all about the packaging. It's not that. We just want the packaging to to be reflective of the quality. Sure. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that packaging, and I, I say it all the time, it does. And we smoke blind most of the time, so. We are eliminating that variable when we're tasting for the magazine. But when you're buying as a consumer, the label sets you up. Absolutely. And it's it's almost like I always use the the analogy of, of walking into a comedy club. If you bought the ticket to go watch a comedy show, you are predisposed to laugh at this guy's jokes because you're kind of invested in it. Yeah, yeah. You're, right? Otherwise, you wasted the ticket. <laughs> yeah. And so when you see the label and, and it... it it predisposes you to like it when you see that there's some quality in it. When it goes totally overboard, yeah. then it goes to like what I've been saying, where you're like, hmm, you may you may question it as a as a skeptic like Ivan is. Uh, you may question it, but when it's in that sweet spot, right? You, you feel good about your purchase and you are ready to enjoy it. Nobody has to convince you at that point. A novice yeah. smoker is can't judge a cigar oh, on anything to. but the packaging yeah, yeah, they're, they're, and and the price. Am I going to look at the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're looking at those two th- unless there's some, you know, the there's somebody that says Yeah, uh, Ivan says you got to sure, smoke the cigar sure, sure. and they go down and look for it, but God forbid a magazine yeah, rating. Yeah, yeah, or, or they see, "Oh, cigar snob gave this and I, right. you know, uh, it's on the top 25, which, uh, you know, for cigar snob or whatever, yeah. you know, th- then yeah, those all can be a factor as well. But those aside, it's, yeah, it's price and, and uh, appearance. And I always use this example is that if you take whatever somebody's favorite cigar and you slap on a Joe Biden or a Trump band, they like it more or less. They like it more or less. Now it's the same cigar. It doesn't taste any different, but it doesn't, you know, speak to them the same way. And that's, that's really what you're trying to do. You're trying to convey to the person something about your brand you know you're saying okay this is who we are now if you overdo it then it becomes kind of you know chintzy like a scheme or uh excuse me which of those brands would make you feel better <laughs> Come on, Terrence, tell me. No, no yeah, yeah no. he'd go, he'd go blind. <laughs> yeah, I, I take the band off. Yeah. yeah, I just take the band off, smoke it. 
It's all about the tobacco for me. Um, no, and, and so that's what you're trying to do with 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 uh, with it is is to convey a message and and so that they they see what you what you are and they either relate to it or identify with it in yep. some way or at least understand what you're trying to do. Yeah, no, I, I'm I dig it, man. I dig the stuff that that has come out recently. Like I love the I love the new packaging on the Aniversario. I think that maybe it's because I I've I love that cigar. I always have loved it, especially the Lancero which I'm smoking right now. But I don't know why, but I, the new packaging, I, I don't know if you did that on purpose. Maybe you did. It does feel like a new version of that old packaging. Yeah. Especially on this one, on the Absolutely. Aniversario, right? It do, I don't feel like, even though it looks, it looks very different, but it still, it feels like a newer version of that cigar. So that's exactly what we wanted to go for. Yeah. Because, it, it, I mean, it was a line that people liked. I mean, it was a number two in, yeah. in Cigar Snob. It's, it was acclaimed. It was it was good. It was just that if you were into Aganorsa, you wouldn't necessarily know that we made that. You know, So we wanted it to look remini- you know, like an upgraded version of what it was so that, oh, wow, this still looks relatively like it did, mm-hmm. but better and, and identifiable as Aganorsa. And that was really the goal. It wasn't to make it look completely different. Um, it was more just to ele- to elevate. Yeah, and I think that there is something there that's helping you in that the label is white and silver, and there's not that many labels that are white and silver. Absolutely. And so that that is kind of like a stroke of luck that nothing else really looks yeah, like that. Yeah, it helps yeah, to begin with, yeah. There's really only, I can only think off the top of my head of a, a couple other brands that do that, and they're nothing like this, so you wouldn't think of it. So it does a, a really good job on that one, man. Crushed it. And the cigar is still fantastic. No, oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan. Uh, again, it was number two a few years ago. And man, I just, that, that smoke is just killer. So when we sat down, I offered you, I, I want to talk about something. I offered you a beverage, an yeah. adult beverage, yeah. and you turned it down, which is the first time because for those of <laughs> for you- the first time ever. <laughs> for those of you who remember, TJ's been uh, part of like the perfect pairings yeah. segment where we do the blind stuff. Very proudly. And uh, and you did great in it. So what the hell? Why are you a wuss now, <laughs> Yeah, huh? what's happening? Well, I'm always know. getting shit from you about yes. being a wuss, and now- It's nonstop. <laughs> yeah. Tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> my time to be you know, a wuss. The, the holidays, you know, I'm get, I'm 40 now. I'm getting a little older, a little long in the tooth. Oh, no. Cowboys are getting old. And, uh, and I had the holidays, you know, where I had, a, you know, a great time and I was up uh, home for, and I saw a lot of old friends over Thanksgiving and then there is the Christmas season and then there is New Year's. So, you know, I'm trying to get back and, you know, it, you know, peak form, you know, trying, yeah, trying to get <laughs> <laughs> trying to get myself uh, in shape. So, you know, just uh, I'm taking a, a few weeks off till we, uh, TP in Vegas. No, I'm, uh, and then no, you'll no blow boost. it out. Then yeah, then I'll do, I'll go right back to my own. Uh, but yeah, just every once in a while I do that. I just try to you know keep myself. Uh, you, I have a hectic schedule. I have uh, a young son, and uh, I'm trying to keep up. And as time goes on, that takes a little bit more energy than it used to, or effort, I should say, than it used to. And uh, so I'm trying to take care of myself a little bit. But I'll be back, guys. Don't worry. I, I'll be back. This is I'm so confident in myself that I even came here because there's so much great stuff here. And you're always so you generous. You chose a bad time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got, was, we are loaded Well, I was bear. supposed to see you, if you don't remember, in December, and then I, I got pushed back. So you, it's really your fault. I could have been, you know, boozing it up here. But, uh, or maybe that was the plan, you know, pushing that, me yeah, to January. Yeah, that, yeah. So I released this Omicron thing all yeah. over Miami <laughs> so that you wouldn't come in. <laughs> hey, it worked. That's it definitely a, worked. Can't argue with success. So, 
All right. Well, we hope to have you back drinking soon. And, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah, yeah. You're much better when you drink. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, there's people right now who just pulled over the car and fell asleep. Yeah. You're just not that exciting I, anymore. I, I, I can tell. I can tell. I'm sorry. I blew it. <laughs> I blew it. But, uh, no, man, always thank you for, for your friendship, for the great smokes. You know, we've had a ton of years of, uh, of hanging out and good friendship and good conversation. Uh, and I, I wish nothing but the best for you guys in this coming year. No, thank you. I always love coming here and you guys have been great. And, uh, you know, it's be, more importantly, it's, it's, it's the friendships and I have such a fun time whenever I come here and, and, uh, I appreciate everything you guys do. Here, here. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it. That was TJ from Aganor Salif. And, uh, now back to your regularly scheduled program. Cheers. If you're like me and look forward to cozying up to a warm fireplace after a long day on the range, kicking off your boots and settling into a nice big bowl of chili con queso, then you'd love the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua. This Dominican-made Nicaraguan puro is a bold new blend with tons of flavor made with the same craftsmanship that has made La Aurora cigars one of the oldest and premium cigar makers in all the world. Started in the Dominican Republic in 1903, La Aurora Cigars was founded by the young Eduardo Leon Jimenez, who set out to fulfill his dream of making great cigars. Today, over a century later, La Aurora has a presence in five continents and more than a thousand employees. The original La Aurora 107 was released in 2010, commemorating the company's 107 years in business. Now the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua brings a bolder new profile to smokers who have become accustomed to smoking the consistent quality and excellence of La Aurora cigars. The 107 Nicaragua comes to life with a diverse array of spicy notes accompanied by a subtle touch of leather. A rich balance of earth, wood, and floral notes flourishes deeper into the smoke with a characteristic pinch of licorice and walnut on the finish. Made in four sizes, a 7x47 Churchill, 6x58 Grand Toro, 5.5x54 Toro, and a 5x50 Robusto, the La Aurora 107 Nicaragua is a perfect complement to any rum cocktail, steak dinner, or even my famous chili con queso. Go on out and get yourself one and tell them Jasper sent you. Always. Always good times. So much information. So many cool anecdotes. I mean, we've had some great people over the year here on the Cigar Snob Podcast. We want to thank everybody for spending a little time with us. Especially now during the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So I, I tell you what, for as much as you know, we learn, and I hope you guys are learning from this, especially me being the, the, the newbies, you know, sharing some time with Ivan and Eric, but the Sherry Smoke segment is always good stuff. Just getting the industry insider, the newsmakers and stuff like that, always a good time. All right, let's, let's get back to the cigar we're, when, we're, when we're having the Oscar Valladares. Valladares. What did I say? Valladares. And what is it? Valladares. There's an extra A in there. Oh. The Oscar oh. Valladares, oh. McFly, okay. McFly, and Hello. again, it's, it's it's a tribute <laughs> to it's a McFly. tribute to to not so much Back to the Future, but to the eighties. I mean, the box itself with the with the hologram. It's, I mean, it's not Tupac or anything, but but the the, the, the McFly over there hanging out with the the purples and the and, and the light blues, the Tron. So this came on the heels of the Superfly, which was a mm. homage to the seventies. So this is the '80s versions. I, I can't wait. What do you What do you guys think? Come oh, up for the so 90s? Gr- it's going to be fly? S- so grungy. How about the fly with Jeff Goldblum? That could be '90s, right? Was the fly 90s? was '90s. Was it? 
I don't think so. I don't know. I, I remember that. I was being, I was younger when I watched it. I think it. it's going to confuse too many. Let's go grunge. Yeah, okay. I think it's going to be a little Nirvana. Or oh, or you can go the la, plaid box. You I can, can go, see it. <laughs> yeah. la, la mosca. La mosca. in Spanish. It's the fly. Got it. Tu See yeah. how it works? Ah. All right. So where are we? Where I've been, how, how is the smoky treat treating you? I mean, we've way, had, fly, we've the had. The fly was 1986. I just looked it up. Ah, well. Details. <laughs> I never let the facts get in the way of a good story. <laughs> exactly. Um, so the, the flavors haven't dissipated haven't at wavered. all. No, 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 no. They've actually ramped up. If you still get a lot of like heat coming out of your nose when you retrohale now, but, the, but still has that, like that creaminess that runs through creaminess it. Creaminess is, is a good yes. point. And uh, it has stayed consistent, right? It is the flavor profile is about the same. Yeah. It's just ramped up a bit. And because it's ramped up, I can tell it's. Cedar is the sweetness. It's a cedary sweetness. Ah, there you go. <laughs> it really is. It really is. The CS, the cedar sweetness. How are you liking yours? I love it. I mean, I think you guys nailed it using the word creamy. Um, this has got to be for me, for me, label of the label of the year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, just the purple and the little. The, the silver glitter to it. This is ridiculous. It's so fun. It's so fun. You, yep. I find myself just staring at it, you know? I'm always amazed at how much I enjoy Oscar Violeta cigars made in Honduras when I smoke his cigars. It, it like reminds me of like- you're not a big fan of Honduras in general. In general, no. But Correct. when I smoke his cigars, I'm like, you man, you can make some great cigars yep, there. Yep, yep. And yeah, and again- Oscar has no idea that we're doing this. <laughs> All he did was yeah. was send us the box so that we could rate the cigar in the magazine. Sure. Has no idea that we're doing this. We're not. Uh, it, it's not. You know, I just want to be sure that people understand this is not a paid thing. Like we don't right. charge companies to to smoke their cigar on the show. We either like it or we don't. Mm -hmm. So, really well done uh, effort by by Oscar Rialatis. Yeah, I think the consistency is a thing to note. The creaminess, that that sweet cedar with that pepper and earth combination is just a home run. So, And what I appreciate, and, and listen, cigars, I guess the one negative rap that cigars get is that it's very kind of old school. You know, it's very serious. It's, it's, it's very, you know. Yeah, yeah, traditional. And, and an Oscar you know, with the Wild Hunter and now this, he has fun. He yep. has fun with the presentation. And oh, by the way, the quality doesn't go away. These are these are kick-ass cigars among the best I've had all year. Yep. And but I, I appreciate that that he doesn't take himself that too seriously and that he has fun with this. And, and and I can appreciate that, especially if you're not if you're a novice or if you're new to the game. I think it's a very welcoming in moment for, for the cigar smoker out there. He drives a DeLorean. So well, then there you go. <laughs> no, he doesn't. <laughs> it's actually a Lamborghini, but <laughs> out of boy, Oscar. Can I get a ride? Yeah, for sure. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right, we're wrapping up this edition of the Scar Snob Podcast. What did we learn today, Eric? Man, uh, that's a tough one. This was this was the most varied, perfect pairings that we've had. Like Ivan said, it wasn't like all one thing. Uh, I don't know what I learned. I don't know, but I really enjoyed all four of these things. Uh, I Actually, you know what? I did learn something. The Calvados, which is an underappreciated after-dinner drink, I, I thought that was spectacular. 
So I learned that that is an option for me. And I, I never really, being completely honest, never really tried Calvados, right? Never really into that. And uh, here in Miami, it's too warm. So we don't, we don't drink mm -hmm. a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. And that was exceptional. So I did learn that that is an option for me. Mr. Ivan. Very nice. So here's what I learned this year. Oh, this year. Okay. Here's what I learned this year. to the next notch. I'm very appreciative of my Cigar Snob podcast crew, Eric, Jim, Natalie on our board, Yami, doing our, doing our thing, uh, all of our support that we've gotten this year from our advertisers, from our liquor sponsors, from everybody. It's been and an awesome listeners. year and our listeners for listening to us. Hope we have a great 2022. Merry Christmas, everybody. That's what I learned. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Nicely done. Yeah, you opened it up. And, and, and well. for me, for me, I, I want to thank obviously number one our listeners for for welcoming in me, a, a person who who has who has enjoyed cigars, but not from a sort of a, the X's and O's part of it, and allowed me to indulge me in learning about cigars. And hopefully, we've been able to bring some some smiles and some knowledge to you guys, and of course to Ivan and Eric for opening the doors for me. And and what I learned today is 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 I want to hang out with Oscar. Right. I, I would love <laughs> yeah. to hang out, you know, but but I would want to hang out from like from like one a.m. to three a.m. with him because I think things would get really fun from one a.m. to three a.m. with him. So well, you missed him on the uh, in the fifteenth anniversary party. Oh, I know, I know. That's yeah. on you, buddy. That's on me. Well, and, and as far as cigar smoking experience with Jim here, I wish we, this was like a karate class and we had <laughs> like a, a belt presentation. Oh that, yes. Oh my god, because he would be yeah, Cobra Kai. He gets elevated to what now? He's like a I don't know a. a Colors are blue, yellows. That sounds no, yellow's not yellow. Too early. No, too early. he's blue. already gone past because like he's already retro hunting, so he's past yellow. Oh, you're like a brown, like a shit brown. Oh, color. Br no, brown's right before black. You I would call brown. it. I would call it a smoky belt. A smoky belt. No, Ooh, he's at he's actually, at red. An ashy belt. <laughs> he's at red right now. Red. He's at red. Okay. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. And so. That's the goal for 2022. Move up to brown, maybe. There you go. Yeah, you, know, you know. I don't know. I see. I, don't, I never want to get to black because then I think I'd be finished. And I don't done. want to be finished. So, say so, hey, we got big things coming up in 2022. Thank you for uh, supporting us, for hanging out with us, and, and indulging us. Uh, all these, all these podcasts. And hey, if you like the show, give us five stars. Write a review. Always helps. And make sure to check out our YouTube channel. Great uh, amount of new content up there that you're going to dig. For my guys, for Ivan Ocampo, for Eric uh, Calvino, I'm merely Jim Rodriguez. Thanks for hanging out with us. And, of course, for Jasper. Always, and Chente. Can't forget Jasper. And for yep. Chente. That's right. Although the, the assless chaps might have might have been, you know, <laughs> I, me, me, rethink rethink your life yeah. a little bit, Jasper, uh, Jasper, on that one. All right. Everybody, guys, have a great holiday, uh, whatever, whatever you celebrate, and smoke them while you got them. Life is too short. Have some fun, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy holidays. Later, y'all. Bye. You've been listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Tune in next time for more nonsense and chicanery. But in the meantime, you can find previous episodes of the podcast on cigarsnob.com slash podcast. Follow us at Cigar Snob Mag on all the social media platforms and be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Until next time, hasta luego.